Today we have Vaughn Galt. Did I say that right? Yes. Oh, nice. So <laughs> today she's going to be telling us about what's coming through her QHHT sessions. So it uh, seems like she has a little bit of everything that's coming through Ascension, New Earth, uh, past lives, UFOs, and so on. And then she's going to talk about uh, her book as well, The Buddhist Guide to Manifest Parallel Realities. Mm -hmm. And then after that, anything that she wants to share with us. So, yeah. all right, take it away. Tell us about uh, how, how did you get into QHHT? Yeah, so um, I, I'm actually a, aside from doing QHHT and being a practitioner, I, I work in IT. I'm an IT professional and I'm just a normal working mom. Um, and on the side, I also write books. And what brought me into QHHT was the material that Dolores Cannon was covering, such as reincarnation, ascension, awakening, soul groups, um, all the things that she was covering was very familiar to me because I grew up, I'm Laotian, and um, I was raised in the Buddhist tradition, Tibetan Buddhism. And so a lot of these concepts, like the Wheel of Dharma, the Toku children, etc., those are very, very common concepts. Awakening is a very common concept in Asia. And so I'm very familiar with this space. And so I read all of Dolores' books. I just love the material that was coming through. It's, it just tickled a child in me. <laughs> and so I became a practitioner and I do QHHT out of my seaside home here in Seattle, Washington. And um, the materials that come through my clients are so rich and fascinating that I, as a book writer, um, am composing the material to put into books that I'm, I'm working on and will be published um, as well. You're still writing the QHHT book, correct? Uh, or the information that you're getting? You still yeah. write the book? So, right. So all my... Um, in the future, we'll do this again. <laughs> of course, of course. So, you know, when the book is ready to write, it will write itself. Um, when the material is, is done, being gathered, it will write itself. I get into a book writing frenzy and I will, like my Buddhist guide to manifest parallel realities. I wrote that in a month. Oh, okay. wow. Um, and that's including putting it together. So when the book is ready to write, it will write. When the, when, when the art is ready to come through, the artist will produce it. Um, you know, so like John, John Steinbeck, um, The Grapes of Wrath, that was writ written in a, in a week and a half. But he spent a good amount of time living amongst the people to see um, their plight and to see what was going on. And then when the material was ready, it came out. So, um, so yeah, but so that, that material that Dolores Cannon um, brought out in her sessions and in her books just fascinated me. And so I decided as a book writer as well to do these sessions and see what material comes through. And the material that comes through, um, I usually fact check afterwards for my clients so that I can write them their summaries and um, give it to them along with their sessions recordings. And um, when I go and fact check a lot of the materials, many times the dates, the people's names, the um, environment, all that is substantiated. Even the scientific information 
is very, very close to true. So um, that's fascinating in and of itself. But you know, for the most part, the type of clients that I typically get are very left brain. And I think the reason why they are attracted to me is because, um, again, I'm an IT professional here in Seattle. I'm a writer. And they recognize that because here in Seattle, it's, we're very techy. There's a lot of programmers, a lot of video game makers, a lot of internet marketers. Um, of course, there's a lot of research in consciousness done here too in the academic fields. So these people typically are normal people and they would just find me uh, through the different ways to find me and book a session. And they really just want to, they have a couple questions about nuances that go on in their life, maybe some things that are a little metaphysical that they want to get more information on. But for the most part, they've gone through their awakening or they're going through their awakening. Um, they've gone through the dark night of the soul or they're going through their dark night of the soul episode. And they just wanna know how can I bring this material into my life um, and you know, be a better engineer, be a better video programmer, be a a better music producer, um, be a better doctor, et cetera. Oh, and so they just, yeah, yeah. And that's all they really want. They don't want to be a celebrity. They don't want to, you know, um, do a, a travel circuit about the different things that they, um, you know, are interested in, the fringe science. They don't want that. They just want to live their normal everyday life. And they just want to be a better person in the version that they are working sure. on. And so, yeah, and so my QHHT sessions, what it typically does is it, um, it brings clarity to the challenges that they're working on. There's looking at the lessons or the things that they've been working on in this lifetime and in previous lifetimes. Um, it gives them clarity, it gives them direction, and it even provides them suggestions on how to um, improve their current incarnation. Because, you know, everybody wants to live their best life. And yeah. this is QHHT kind of provides a cheat sheet to a lot of people. Um, and it saves them a lot of money in counseling <laughs> <laughs> and doctors. So, yeah. It, it sounds like they kind of want these sessions to become a better person for what it sounds like. Yes, maybe yes. Answer some, maybe a, a few unexplained situations, maybe. From what it yep, sounds like. yep, yep. That's good. So they want to become better and then maybe contribute something more to humanity kind of exactly and by being like because everybody everybody has in they have a purpose um and, and they have a job to do and it, whether it's being a, the best mom and raising um higher frequency children or being the best doctor and infusing um the higher energy into your practice um and and getting customers to you know practice more meditation wellness kind of organic living you know if that's the purpose that they came in to do um if they are a, a video programmer and they're they wanted to get some creative ideas on ancient archaeology maybe some metaphysic concepts that they're working on for their video game programming um you know they they want some insight some inspiration and maybe some clarity on some of the topics that they're working on infusing into their career and so um these are the type of of 
clients that I typically get here in Seattle, and this is the type of material that the sessions that I facilitate typically give them. And by by being the best version of yourself, you are raising your own energetic frequency, and as a result, you you can't help but improve um, the energy of everybody else around you. Some people, you just love to be around them because they just like that dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like some people, you just you just feel the energy and you're like, oh, I just love being around them and I'm always so creative and I do my best work around them. And all these people, if they're the best version of themselves, um, they're infectious. And everybody around them is infectious and their companies, right. you know, uh, prosper, their business prosper, you know, their families prosper. There's no, there's no coincidence that these type of people are usually around highly influential people. Right, right. And it's interesting that they are having sessions as well to explore like ancient information, ancient ruins or ancient, because that's kind of like the, some of the stuff, some of the reasons why I got into QHHT because the rabbit hole to explore more information about Atlantis led me to Dolores Cannon. Yeah. Um, it's actually funny that you That's say right. that because, um, I, uh, you know, being Laotian, there's a lot of folklore, um, about Lemuria. Yes. Yes. Um, in Asia. And, um, I just did know, a video about the... that, uh, a couple weeks, couple weeks ago of Lemuria. So we did a video collaboration. So, yeah, that's a whole nother topic. I, I um, you know, being Laotian, we have so much folklore um, about Lemuria and um, a lot of that shamanism and mysticism also filters into um, Buddhism. <clears throat> and one of the oldest form of Buddhism is Tibetan Buddhism because obviously after the mega, the, the mega flood about 13,000 years ago that, you know, kind of wiped out um, ancient civilizations like Lemuria, mm -hmm. the people who survived were up in the mountains and they were in places like Tibet. So, um, you know, the, how the folklore, folklore goes is over time, um, as the water receded, people started going down into the valleys of Asia and other parts. And, you know, because they lost so much of their civilization, people became illiterate, they became tribal. Um, and they really just started all over again. Um, but some remnants of the metaphysical knowledge that are infused in their everyday life and in medicine and science and entertainment, et cetera, from Lemuria, you know, stayed and, it, and they just cropped up um, from passing story to their children in like Buddhism. Mm -hmm. So, um, or in Hinduism or, uh, you know, other Eastern, Eastern philosophies, which is all very, very metaphysical. Um, and so, you know, the, the folklore in Laos is, is just very, very rich in this type of content. And it's also um, documented in the art in the Buddhist monasteries as well. So like my, my family, um, being Laotian, my mother is a very, very active participant in supporting the build of a lot of monasteries in Laos. And I've gone and visited some, and a lot of the artwork is much the same um, because the people are a little tribal. Um, they haven't quite gotten modern quite yet, and they're working on it. But over the centuries, because most of the population are illiterate, how they pass their knowledge is through art. And um, the Buddhist monasteries are the uh, recreation centers for the community 
that's where the community goes for resources for for free education and different things mm. and so all that information is stored in the art and um for someone like myself who's you know highly literate um i know what these artwork depicts and a lot of it again is like the wheel of, of dharma about um reincarnating into the same soul group working on the challenges trying to raise your frequency um a lot of it has a little bit of symbolism into different types of um incarnations like mermaids and fairies and dragons it's very very common in asia um and depicted in the buddhist artwork and, and a lot of mega flood artwork about the the worldwide flood that took out um, advanced ancient civilizations they're all in there not new not new interesting you said the flood was thirteen thousand years ago they push this culture you know they push it around like five thousand six thousand years ago but that's interesting you say thirteen thousand because that lines up with atlantis the huge flood during that time so um another thing is dragons we were just talking about dragons a week ago so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, and actually, you know, it's is um people don't, I'm not aware, aware of this, but because I live here in Seattle and I love to travel and see local places, mm-hmm. uh, we have a canyon called Palouse Falls in Eastern okay. Washington, and it's this it's this huge and you really can't see it. It looks like the Grand Canyon, but um, you can go to YouTube and look at Palouse Falls and you can look at the crater, and um there's a lot of geological evidence because there's a lot of um scientists and and geologists that live in this area but the evidence from the mega flood which is around 13,000 years ago happened to be um Mm -hmm. went all the way from i think montana all the way to washington and it just carved out this huge area Mm -hmm. all across the states that's how big the flood is um, and there's also geological evidence because, and I actually found this out in a session as well. And I looked it up and uh, I was like, wow, this is fascinating. But um, in Greenland, there's evidence of a crater like this right. um, that could have been an asteroid that you know came down and boom, and then started the flood and whoosh, took out half of America. <laughs> and if you think about the impact of how huge that geological event is, it falls right in line with a lot of the Buddhist folklore in Laos and in other places about the big flood that hit the world and took out these ancient advanced civilizations like the, you know, the Brahmin civilization of India and just all, it, so much of the artwork in the Buddhist temples um, have very, very galactic images, have images of, you know, flying um, vehicles and, and, you know, a lot of the Star Trek kind of stuff, um, but in kind of ancient design right. are depicted. And so the story... Where is this at in China? Is that where this is at? Oh, no, it's in all Buddhist temples. Go to one. You'll see it's all the same, it's all the same artwork. Okay, even in America. America. Even in America. You don't have to go to Asia. You could go to Laos and visit my mom's temples. They're wonderful. We we put really great artwork into into it and um, make sure that the best artists are are depicting the the the, the folklore uh, that's being passed on from generation to generation. But um, but yeah, so a lot of the, a lot of the artwork is basically uh, humanity 
had these huge empires who had this very advanced civilization who was very galactic and then the flood came through and destroyed it all and we started all over again yes and this is the content that's coming through my QHHT sessions so what's coming through like what kind of information are you getting through the the sessions oh it just kind of runs the gamut but the same message is always the same okay um you you have a life to live okay you have a purpose um and your your challenge is to live the best version of you possible um and in whatever ticket or life that you have um your challenge is to overcome your your obstacles and live the best version and live the highest frequency that you can and by being the best version of you you are raising your own frequency and your own consciousness and you are also raising the frequency of everybody else and so if everybody all across the world focus on being the best engineer, the best doctor, the best teacher, um, and, and being open-minded to incorporating metaphysics um, into their practice somehow, the whole world will light up and we'll have a planet of enlightened beings that raise, um, that you know, <laughs> radiate at a very, very high frequency. So um, if you want to get into the QHHC stuff, what you would call the new earth. Okay. Um, is that what they're calling it in your sessions, the new earth? Or are they, are they calling it anything else? Some people call it new earth. Some people just call it just, you know, ascension, ascension, okay. you know, these, yeah, these terms are, you know, kind of Western terms in Asia. We call awakening is very common. That was my um, next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, highly enlightened children are called the toku children mm. in Buddhism. and these are very very old souls that came here um with information about metaphysics or you know certain philosophies in tibetan buddhism to um infuse that information into society and raise the frequency of everybody else kind of help them out um but um yeah these are very very you know ancient topics that have found a, uh, a new calling in Western society. And I just love it that uh, Dolores, you know, tapped into this and brought it out. And now it's, you know, just even more relevant. So Absolutely. it used to be just kind of something that some people knew in monasteries. So. <laughs> um, what, are, what are they saying about the new earth or ascension in your sessions? Anything um, particular, any information that's coming through that's of interest? that they're talking about? Um, for the most part, most, I mean, I, for the most part, I try to answer the question, all questions that my clients have so that they don't leave with any unanswered questions. And many of them um, have questions, you know, covering religion. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that keep coming up is, you know, your religion is just another piece of your your story it's just like your race your gender your right. culture etc um you know all these different elements that make you who you are are just another piece of um, your incarnation and your challenge is to um is to rise above those obstacles and be the best version you can and also be open-minded and integrate with everybody else um because if everybody came in with the same background 
we wouldn't we really wouldn't infuse change mm -hmm. but from my sessions because everybody comes into a different incarnation and has has a different set of parameters for their life mm -hmm. um if they integrate their knowledge and be the best of who they are and they integrate with other people and um you know kind of work with other people and be more open-minded and, and um in, in, inclusive we will have people all over the world in all different walks of life um all connecting and you know living at a higher frequency but because um because the people of earth have, have gotten so caught up in their own stories um and just continue to repeat the same habits over and over again they're, they're doing the same fights that they've been having for eons Right. So, um, like I said, people, I, th I really recommend a lot of people to, to find a practitioner through Dolores' website in their area and go get a session because it is a cheat code so that you stop doing the same things over and over again and really spinning your wheels. Um, you can just kind of just cut right through the BS. It goes right to the, the best part of your life, which is, you know, to find your purpose in your career, be the best that you are and you know in, invoke change so that's really the the overall message i keep getting over and over again um yeah <clears throat> anybody in your sessions having past lives on other planets of course of course um i had a session where it's actually quite recent it was a healthcare healthcare practitioner mm -hmm. um and she had um, a couple lifetimes as a human and um you know she had the same soul group and her challenge was really to um kind of rise above uh stereotypes and rise above um the the family dynamics that she was working with mm -hmm. but then beyond that she was a creator being creating um land masses in another reality um, and the planets that she was working on creating um, was not ready to be seeded with humans yet, but it was being seeded with um, rocks and trees and all those have consciousness as well. And, and, and then um, she went to another life where she was a spirit being and she traveled around to the different universes and went to the Pleiadian galaxy. Hmm. And uh, when she went to the Pleiadian galaxy, she uncovered that they were um, having a mission to incarnate as human beings to help raise the frequency of Earth, which is the same mission that many people, um, when they do these sessions, find that they have had previous lifetimes, not only as Earthlings in different timelines, but also as elementals, um, as, you know, what we call aliens or basically a different version of life in another planet or universe um and and they many of them again are incarnating here to help raise the frequency help live the best version that they can so that they can invoke change and change um the energy of earth to something more positive so yeah that's just that's what i keep getting over and over again so interesting yeah it's pretty cool to when they have like another life on another planet and it's you know you, you don't think about it until it starts coming through and it's like wow how it all comes together and all the pieces and everything because i have one client she had a past life on maldeck mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it got destroyed and another client you know she, she was uh an energy being um 
out there in the universe. So she's like, yeah. I don't have a body. No, no body. Mm -hmm. um, I'm energy. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had clients in their sessions, they were um, spirit guides. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were spirit guides. Or, um, and, and they had, or they had different types of jobs in the spirit world. And um, they also, you know, chose to come to earth and have an earth incarnation to help raise the frequency of the people of earth. Um, and so one of the things that always comes up in my sessions, and again, remember all this material um, I'm putting into my book, because I'm a book writer really, but, um, at, but all really good artists find different ways in which to get materials. So QHUC, mm -hmm. I really recommend, is a really good way for all artists to get into because you're just gonna find a, a wealth of inspiration. Um, it never ends. So- um, How many books did you read of Dolores Cannon? Um, I read uh, I read about 15 or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, you read a lot. I'm a big reader. So <laughs> I love it. I love that stuff. Um, but so anyways, uh, but one of the things, like, like I said, the thing that keeps coming up over and over again for me um, is that, you know, visiting the Akasha records or being an elemental or having a previous lifetime as a Pleiadian or Turian or, um, you know, a dragon or whatever the deal is, um, the, the, the point is the same. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the magic. That's the magic that appeals to the child in us. That's the stuff that, you know, entertains us and kind of tickles our um, <laughs> imagination because, you know, the universe is, is so creative um, that we just go into wonder. So that's the stuff that we all like. But the real stuff, the real stuff that is the whole purpose of this whole thing is the awakening. The real work for when you go beyond the child and the, the magic that is attractive about this work, the real stuff is um, raising your vibration. It is um, dealing with your inner demons. It is uh, doing the self-help work. It is working on your communication with the people that challenge you in your life. Um, you know, it's working on those things. It's, so as much as the other stuff is entertaining, mm -hmm. and it is, um, when you get down to brass and nickels, it's really about awakening and living your best self. Nice. And that's really the only way you're going to raise your frequency. Absolutely. And your, from your point of view, um, how can you explain the awakening in your words? What do you think the awakening is? Some people think it's more of a political thing, religious thing, or we're not alone in the universe awakening. In your, in your opinion, what, how would you explain it? Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you how, how awakening is, um, how I get it from my Buddhist background. That's perfect. Okay, <laughs> that's Tibetan Buddhist background. Um, an awakening is someone who has come to the realization, like Buddha, that we live in a holographic reality that is responding to the commands of its user. That's it. Done. <laughs> that's it. So what you send out, you get back. What you create, you work on. What comes to you is, is, is a reflection of who you are inside. 
work on yourself, work on those issues that you have to work on because they are not going to go away. You can be, you can be um, all about um, love and positivity and avoid things that you have to work on in your life and they're just going to grow and then they're going to blow up and then you have the dark night of the soul where your life has just gone out of control and you're wondering how did it get this bad well because you've been escaping mm. okay so if you're an awakened being you should be abundant in all areas of your life and all areas of your life should be have a balance um, and it should um, be enjoyable and it should be, you know, it, it should like, like your soul in, in essence, the only thing that's real is your soul. So your soul energy is not going to be satisfied with a cheeseburger. Okay. <laughs> it's not going to be satisfied with a cheeseburger. It's not going to be satisfied with the biggest house, the biggest car or, or how popular you are at work or, you know, all this, what it is looking for is growth. So when you um, create something that makes people happy, you're happy. Because the yeah. only thing that really is real is that you created an, your own expression of love that people resonate and it brings them happiness. So what you're trading is you're trading love energy. Okay. So those video games that kids just really, really love to play all the time and just can't get enough of. Um, it, that's the energy that they keep going back for. It's like an addiction. It, you know, it, people are addicted to love or gluttonous. So that's really what it all, what, what, what all of this expression is. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. How much material do you have so far for your, the book that you're writing now? Um, I have quite a bit of material. I've been working on it throughout the years. Um, I have I have young children, so I have to kind of you know toggle. I'm a normal working mom, so I have to toggle between my um, my work and then also um, my family responsibilities. But I do get okay. sessions and I record it, and and but I get so much different material for so much different areas, and so for me, my challenge is to organize the material that I get into a theme. Yes. Yes. And then, um, and then, you know, like I said, when the book is ready to be written, when you have enough, it will be written. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, what's some of the stuff that you're getting that's pretty exciting? Like, wow, that was, that was interesting. That was mind opening. The, the science stuff is my favorite because okay. I can fact check the, the science um, material and um, see that wow that's pretty close like I had a client who um, went through a warm a wormhole and tried to um, try to make a sound and the client made the sound of a humming sound and then some chirping sound oh okay okay so I'm like okay that's interesting after the session for the summary to send to the the clients I went and looked up some um, videos on black holes from science. And they actually, um, I think quite recently, I think it was at this year or in the last year and a half, they, um, they got some, some material where they actually recorded two small black holes crashing at each other. And it sounds like a chirping sound. Really? <laughs> sounds like a humming and a chirping sound. Okay, I'm not a scientist, so I'm like, wow, that's really good. 
So um, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that stuff, that stuff just makes me really happy because I love to hear that kind of stuff. Because then I know that a lot of the material is actually pretty quite accurate. But um, aside from that, it's really about just kind of the healing and the insight that cl the clients get because that's really, you know, when they see what they've been doing and how they could do it different and better. Um, and it's like a light bulb turned on in their life and all of a sudden they're, they're ready to go. You know, um, that's, that's really where the healing is. And there's also physical healings too, but mm -hmm. um, it's the emotional healing. It's the, it's the healing of the child trauma that has plagued them for 60 years or, you know, 50 years, whatever the case is. So. Okay. Um, before we go on to the next question, uh, earlier you brought up a good point that I would like for you to share your song with the left brain and the right brain and how the two should come together. Can you explain that? For the yes. Audience? Yes. So a lot of, um, a lot of the QHT clients that I get, um, many of them, and I think it's just because where I live, I live in Seattle, Washington. Um, mm -hmm. so like I said, there's a lot of tech people here. Um, a lot of research and academic academics, um, living in the area. Um, and it's just, it's just bustling metropolis that's just continuing to grow. And so a lot more of these types of clients are coming through. And what happens is a lot of them, um, they are also very artistic in some way. And then also, they're also very, very left brain into their careers. And so the challenge for them oftentimes when they come to me is how do I fuse the two? How do I be the doctor um, be the best version of the doctor, but is, at, at the same time entertain my interest in energy healing. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the Oversight will give them recommendations of um, of kind of how to do it and what they want. The Oversight typically, or, or whatever comes through, whether it's the guides, um, sometimes you know, past um, family relatives will come through to kind of give them information um, that's, that's relevant true. to them. Kind of give them direction, but typically what happens is they won't tell them how to do something or what to do because that's for them to choose, you know, to choose. But they will give them some suggestions and um, uh, some ways to go, like you know, go further into working with people. That's where you. That's where you're going to have find the most happiness, or go further into working with animals because you're really good at that. But they won't tell you how, what to do or how to do it. That's your journey to to decide. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I get a lot of that and, um, and that's really where mo most of, most of the kind of the confusion that many of my clients come from mm -hmm. is kind of how to bridge the two interests and still be able to have a normal, um, a normal lifestyle where they can provide for their families and have their vacations and, you know, um, just have a balance, a balance in their life. Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. <clears throat> And then by them having the balance is when they merge the, the two brains together. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, they find they find new interests. They find that um, you know, oh, I can I can still I can still do video games, but then I just need to like introduce some uh, metaphysical ideas or maybe some metaphysical characters or maybe maybe um, a storyboard that kind of touches into ancient archaeology things that I love, and they can infuse that into their work. And now the right brain and the left brain are connected and they're happy. <laughs> I do remember, uh, I, I don't know which book it was, but I do remember a section in the book where it said that, you know, the 
upgrading other frequencies, updating the the lifestyles of the left and right brain coming together. It's going to be in everything, music, art, you know, this, these books, you know, the, this movie. And it's like, it, it, that's the part of the, I guess you could say ascension as well, because all that is getting upgraded in the frequency. Right, right. And, 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 and I think what people, um, and what I come, I'm coming through in my um, private hypnosis practice is people need to understand what is your definition of what this reality is going to look like? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, what does it look like in medicine? What does it look like in um, science? What does it look like in, um, you know, in just basically, you know, the type of houses we live in? You know, what does this reality look like to you? And oftentimes is we're living in houses that are more um, equal friendly. The materials that we use are much more clean and recyclable. The energy um, or the medicine that we're using is more holistic. It's more um, preventative. It's more energy healing type of modalities. The science is more quantum physics. The technology infuses a little bit more of collaboration from different people. Um, It's a little bit more metaphysical like holograms, mm-hmm. um, you know, those kind of stuff. So this is what it looks like, mm-hmm. okay? And so if everybody just works on being the best incarnation um, they can be, they will manifest that reality because it's getting infused and become part of the mainstream. Interesting. You know? Oh, my goodness. Oh, and the other thing is, um, because I get a lot of artists as well. Uh, what kind of art? Like paintings or musicians and my husband's a musician too so okay. i get a lot of artists because of because of that but um musicians painters artists different things a lot of programmers and it people are um usually very very artistic as well um and they infuse it into their work hmm, that's um yeah so like, like uh actually google talks facebook like i said google talks facebook talk, facebook um talks headx talks a lot of the topics are very metaphysical in nature mm-hmm. um and they're, and they're working to try to infuse and you know sync that right and left together but um for artists the really great thing is a lot of artists are really tired and i think people are tired of the same old stories they're tired of the war and exploit exploitation stories and 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 people especially um as they have are coming into uh, realizing that they've had previous lives in earth and maybe even um beyond earth um they're ready for a new level of of consciousness they're ready for new material they're ready to um watch movies and read books and um play video games and different things that kind of go into these different areas so i'll give you some examples in real life because you know it's all about application and a lot of a lot of my clients are about application mm-hmm. Netflix, for example, okay, really kind of blew the um, blew the TV bubble and TV stations and, and, and just kind of blew open the gates, okay? And they're constantly looking um, for new materials from different screenwriters all over the place. And a lot of this, this material is coming through. Um, Alibaba or AliExpress um, in, in China, mm-hmm. the the, the richest man in China, and he was he he had a, a great backstory as well. But anyways, he's getting into um, film as well, and a lot of these type of um, new 
online channels are looking for materials and they're looking for metaphysical content because that's what the people who are watching this are looking for. So I'll give you some examples of metaphysical type of um, movies and content that screenwriters and artists can kind of, you know, deep dig into dig into. So Netflix, um, they have a really popular series called the OA. Hmm. Okay, it's about reincarnation, ascension, awakening, time travel to different parallel realities, right. all this stuff. Um, there's a really great movie um, called Yesterday. It was about Mandela Effect. Um, and, you know, the guy that kind of like woke up in a reality and he's like, what do you mean nobody's heard of the Beatles? And he plays all the songs, except for a couple people from oh, the- Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And I love my husband. He's a music buff. So we just like had a great time with Yesterday. Um, you know, obviously all the Star Trek series, Gene Roddenberry, he was so great um, right. and pioneer in bringing all of this content into entertainment. Um, and then, oh goodness, the, this, the list goes on. I mean, just, just look around you. All these metaphysical topics are going into entertainment. And if you're an artist, this is a great wealth of information to pull out. Oh, yeah. And, and write, write stuff because people just, they want to know about the time travel. They want to know about the parallel realities. They want to know about what it's like to live in, in different um, planets, like Avatar. Channel yeah. material. <laughs> and kids love that. Oh, and even children's, children's material. Oh, my goodness. Children's um, material is just kind of blown out as well. I watch a lot yeah, of movies. I, I was hearing something about, like, they were getting more into, like, metaphysical kind of topics. And, and I was like, oh, okay. I forgot where. I think it was on one of those Facebook groups. So yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I just watched um, my my daughter. Um, she watched. She she loves all the princesses, and so um, she watched a movie on Cinderella, and it was a um, it was made a couple of years ago, um, but it was a follow up to Cinderella, where um, the evil stepmother did not like the outcome, and she. Um, went back into time, <laughs> she, she went back into time, she changed it so that Cinderella did not get her slipper and meet the prince, she locked her up, and had the prince meet her daughter instead, this is all cartoon, met her daughter, and then her daughter is like, I don't really feel like this is my life. And then the, the, the daughter started doing some metaphysical things, and, and realizing that this wasn't her life. And then she went back into time and fixed it so that everybody, you know, gets what they want. And of course she met somebody else who was more her liking anyways than Prince Charming. But what's all that? What, what, what are cartoons doing about time travel, parallel realities, changing yeah. soul groups? What's, what is that kind of content? I it's, think even Spider-Man had a different reality. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the um, sci-fi action, Spider-Man, um, you know, I mean, it's just the list goes on and on and on. And this is in mainstream, and it just needs to just come more into um, all asset, aspects and facets of our lives and our careers. Because, um, you know, to be honest with you, we, we are ready for a higher level of consciousness and to live a reality that is a higher frequency. And the higher frequency reality has a lot of really good entertainment. Um, and it has a lot of really good stuff that um, was never thought of before. So if we just start bringing it into the fold um, and into our careers and the things that we do, we're going to create um, new ways to address old issues 
and um, and just you know all of a sudden things that you never thought of before will, will just come forward and and it's going to be every day so um, that's really the message I keep getting for all my sessions so perfect um, before we go any further um, if you ever come across any information from your clients that de deals with Lemuria or Atlantis let us let me know and we'll have another video on the other channel on the other YouTube channel yeah I could tell you um I can tell you the folklores from Laos about Lemuria and the you know the Buddhist folklores which I've already kind of discussed but in terms of my clients again some of them have had those lifetimes um and the the reason why they have had those visions is just is just to to know that um they did exist prior um they've had multiple lifetimes mm -hmm. and and to just kind of learn from from those previous experiences so interesting yeah. um now moving forward since you have a lot of people that are like it people that are visiting you you know doctors and so on has any of them have sessions and any type of technology topics have been brought up like new tech technologies or or mm -hmm. new equipment coming out that they're working on yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and let me remind you, um, Bartolomeo Chris, Cristofari, I think his name was, the man that invented the piano. He had his awakening and then had a dream about um, playing musical notes on chops. And then he was obsessed with trying to make that equipment. And now we have the piano. Mm. If he never had his awakening and never infused it into his career, what kind of music will we still be playing? That's a good question. That's a good question. Bucky too. Buckminster Fuller, same exact thing. Had his awakening in his thirties, and then became obsessed about sacred geometry, and the sacred geometry in Metatron's cube. It was the foundation that inspired his um, icosahedron platonic solid architecture design. That the dome that everybody um, is so fascinated with, and it is a very, very strong um, form in building um, houses. And that's why he did it. But the thing is, is that um, he, he was always metaphysical and he brought it into his career. And so now his career took off and he still does the things that he loves, is building architecture, but he, infu he infused his awakening and he infused the material that he learned from metaphysics into his career. And we've been better with, with it. And that's what everyone needs to do. And there's so, many, there's so many examples of this all over the place. It's happening all the time. And we just need to, you know, um, come to terms with metaphysics and, you know, make it a part of our, our careers and our everyday life. Really. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the great thing about Bucky Fuller, I just want to say too, because I love, I love Bucky. Um, and um, Chuck Pettis here in Seattle, who is one of the city engineers who, uh -huh. who mapped out all the ley lines based on dowsing rods um, in yeah. Seattle and created, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and created, um, created uh, kind of the Seattle, Seattle engineering around ley lines. Um, but uh, he studied with Bucky Fuller and they're really into sacred geometry and sacred geometry is every single person. And this is what Bucky found as well. Um, every single person has an independent song inside. Mm 
Mm. And what they found in semantic research is that when you play certain frequencies into a sand plate or a tonoscope, it forms a 2D um, sacred geometric mandala. And in 3D, if you, if you take that, that sand plate design and put it in 3D, it's uh -huh. sacred geometry. So every single person has their own internal song. And if you play it in a tonoscope, everybody has their own uh, Merkaba. They have their own sacred geometric shape. Nice. That's the wonderful contribution that Bucky brought forth in, um, in Bucky Balls. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, was he one of your clients by any chance? Don Pettis, oh, Chuck Pettis, no. I, um, I visited his earth sanctuary. He has a 75-acre um, sanctuary mm -hmm. um, with Stonehenge type of um, monoliths around the, the sanctuary and also other um, type of monolithic structures from different, you know, ancient um, tribal cultures around the world mm -hmm. um, in this um, sanctuary and it's a beautiful sanctuary here in the island actually not far from where I live about a ferry ride away on Whidbey Island and people will go there and they'll walk around and 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 you know just meditate and just kind of take in um, all of the architecture and all of the sculptures but yeah he would in his early planning days he was part of designing seattle and um the ba the basic background in seattle um is in 1987 um, a bunch of city engineers said we want to um, design seattle so that it attracts high energy peoples and energy we want our city to prosper and so what they did was being metaphysical and infusing the metaphysical knowledge into their careers as city planners is they took dowsing rods and went around Seattle trying to figure out where, hmm. um, you know, the, the sacred ley lines are. And um, when you're designing sacred space, there's always water that goes underneath it. So Seattle being practically above the Puget Sound waters, there's mm -hmm. already that. So they mapped out all the ley lines and then they put these um, kind of stone, stone hinged type of structures all on these points in the ley lines. It actually looks like, um, it looks like your chakras. So there's all of these, there's all of these, um, these stone hinged type of um, artwork all up around Seattle. And, um, and then they connected it to Portland and they connected it to San Francisco. And the whole intention was to increase the frequency of the West Coast to attract higher frequency energy. And I don't know if it worked or not, but we're pretty darn technological. Yeah, 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 doing big things out there. Yeah. If you want, we can start talking about your book. Um, I'm gonna share it so everybody can see the book. Now, how did you start let me just make sure that you can see it can you see it yeah okay so what made you and i'm going to leave a link in the description for the book as well to make it easier for everybody um what made you get into the book and creating this right so um like i said i'm buddhist mm -hmm. i um have been raised in it so i've had like 40 plus years of buddhism and knowledge and one of the things, the basic principles of Buddhism, no matter the form, um, is um, Buddha's foundings of the Four Noble Truths and Eightfold Path. 
Okay, that's the basic mm -hmm. of the philosophy, the, the philosophy in the Buddhist spiritual tradition. And um, what the book goes over is kind of demystifying and explaining the Four Noble Truths and Eightfold Paths of Buddhism and how you apply it in your everyday practice in your life. And through applying these principles, um, you actually raise your energetic frequency and manifest a parallel re reality that is in line with what you are radiating at. So um, Buddha talked a lot about parallel realities and about um, self-help work, self-help work, and working on um, addressing your own your own personal issues. And by doing that and doing that um, awakening inner work on yourself, you actually change your out outer reality into one that is more um, fitting with kind of what you radiate at. So. Um, you know, I basically explain a lot of that in this book. It's a very quick, easy read. I think it's only maybe about 130 pages. So it's a nice, easy read. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, very, very easy to understand. And it kind of breaks up a lot of the um, confusion that people have in the West about what Buddhism is and, you know, what the philosophy is and um, how, does, how does it change your reality? So, um, and and I, and I and I would say I know a lot of Buddhists that still work on these principles over and over and over again um, to try to you know change their outer reality. So, and again, it all works. It all begins on the inner side because when you change your inner self and you have your own awakening, um, you address the dark night of the soul. You you address the issues that you have been avoiding and you work on them. Mm -hmm. uh, you not only change yourself, but you change your frequency. And according to Buddhist philosophy, you change um, the reality that you experience because then you manifest a different reality that is that is in line with what you're radiating at. Radiating at. So um, in Western terms, the expression of that that you have done is what they call the Mandela effect. You've changed your history and now you're experiencing a new reality. Hmm. And it all begins with that inner work. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you raise your frequency. And that's how you change your reality and the hologram. Nice. Um Yes, it seems like uh, it'd be pretty interesting. Now, is this more for information purposes or is this for like healing your inner self, healing, um, or is this more like to ex expand your consciousness kind of thing? All of the above. Okay. So all of the above. Um, like I said, it basically breaks down the basic principles of the spiritual tradition of Buddhism. Um, it breaks down what is the Four Noble Truths and mm -hmm. what is the Eightfold Path um, that addresses the four noble truths. And then, um, and it, I give some examples, real life examples of how you can apply it in your life. And by doing this, um, and, and there's a lot of spiritual traditions that do this, a Native American, Celtic, um, you know, a lot of different ones. And they even do this, they try to do this in religions as well. So, you know, you pick your, you pick your medicine, whatever works for you. But for, um, for this spiritual tradition that I, um, I'm, raised in and I'm familiar with, um, this is how you do it in Asia. And um, this is how you do your awakening. This is how you change your reality. So, um, yeah. 
Nice. It's very entertaining. I've, I've had people read it and they go, oh, I didn't know that about, about Buddhism. I thought Buddhism was uh, some weird new age thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, had, I, had a, I had somebody who um, met me eight years ago and I get a letter, an eight page letter of trying to convert into her, her religion with a big thick book about new age spirituality. And obviously she did not pay attention at all in, into um, uh, learning about who I am. So <laughs> it's a very, very old tradition much older than most of the um the modern religions yes um what is the eightfold path if you can explain that what is that yeah it's just like um like correct thought correct action and it just kind of goes on to list list the the different things so whatever you're working on um you know are you are, are you having the correct thought about it? Are you doing the correct action? Are you making the correct speech about it? So um, it kind of lists the, the different ways in which you can address the problem if you go through these eight principles of evaluating your situation. And the Eightfold Path is really about evaluating the challenge that you're working on in all these different areas. And when you evaluate it and you look at it, um, you can see where your thought process or your actions kind of um, straight away from what could be the best path for you. Yeah. And most people's, most people's um, issues are because they're not addressing their, you know, they're not addressing their ego. They're not addressing, um, you know, they're not, you know, they're speaking out of, you know, out of turn or, or saying something that they shouldn't, or they're, um, they're acting, you know, in their own interest and not the interest of the situation. So um, a lot of these, issues that many people deal with can be um can be fixed if they just address it properly so it's very logical interesting and also um you have a website so we're going to mm -hmm. pull up your website and so any so you could talk about that and you able to see it yeah perfect well tell us about this is your website Merkaba chakras. Merkaba chakras. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. So, if people want to get in touch with you, the best way to get in touch with you would be the phone number. So you can, you you can reach the phone number. I try to get back to everybody um, and answer their questions as quickly as I can. But the best way again is there's other ways you can just send me a, an email you can go to the contact us form um, and again in the blog the blog articles there there's a there's a wealth of information on a lot of metaphysical topics that are covered in um in science in medicine and different things and a lot of these uh these topics i did research on in 2011 to 2012 on facebook i tested it out on facebook and um, I put it on my personal Facebook at the time. That was, that was before they had author pages and so forth. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I would put it on my Facebook page and then people would, sh would share it. And I would get hundreds and thousands of people sharing it and talking and um, putting it on their website, putting it on, you know, their material. And a lot of the material that I put in there are, um, are factual research from academia. Mm, interesting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah so 
you know, because it's been about seven or eight years since these posts were originally created um, on my Facebook timeline, I basically put it in here because Facebook is archiving a lot of the really, really old stuff. So mm -hmm. to make sure that the material is still available to people on the internet, they can always find it on the blog page. Okay, it looks like you get a little bit of everything. And yeah, I got a little everything, yeah. Is this just through your, your research and everything? Yeah, I did my research, yeah. What can you tell us about the yin yang symbol? Because uh, someone was talking about this a couple of days ago. What can you share with us? The yin yang symbol is, is um, sacred geometry. Mm hmm. It's Metatron's cube. Okay. Does it have like a certain meaning? Yes, Metatron's cube, um, sacred geometry, is basically um, what everybody is. It's everybody's independent mandala. Okay. Perfect. Oh yeah, you got a lot of stuff on here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so old. It's about seven or eight years ago. So I'm not sure if all the links still work. But if some of the links don't work, you can you know there's so much information now than there was eight years ago. So you can you can find the same information. Many of these people have started their own websites and and YouTube channels, etc. So. Gotcha. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I was looking at your website earlier, and I was like, okay, and I didn't I didn't even get to the blog part part of it so yeah go ahead and go down the rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> absolutely enlightened friendships got Nikola Tesla a lot of a lot of interesting stuff on here <clears throat> um all right and then you got some QHHT topics on here as well mm -hmm. how to schedule an appointment and so on Perfect. All right. Next thing will be now, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about yet that you wanted to get, get a certain point across? Yeah. Yeah. Basically the, the main message, here's the main message that I get um, in a lot of my sessions and it is the same message um, that I get from my spiritual tradition of Buddhism as well. Um, and the message is really this, and, the, and this is a message that the Oversoul really wants everybody to know. Um, you know, you've always been enough. You've always been enough. And um, the time is now to start manifesting the life of your dreams. And, um, and you could do it. And, um, and by doing it, you help yourself and you help other people. And, and this life, is about living in joy and you know being creative about all the resources that you have available to you and whatever you are in, in what in whatever part of the world and in whatever incarnation you have um you have a lot of gifts and resources available to you so um use them to create the life of your dreams and that's really what the Oversoul wants everybody to know nice mm -hmm. like it it's a good message yeah. um a question I forgot to mention, I know we talked about people uh, living other lives on other planets, but has any aliens or UFOs ever came through any of your sessions by any chance? I have not. I've had people who've had previous incarnations as quote, quote, aliens, <laughs> as Pleiadian or, you know, whatever okay. um, incarnation, sure. if that's what you want, if that's what you call an alien. Yeah. Well, so what was that like? It's it's just like it's just like it is here. No, no, I mean, like 
uh, what was the information about uh, the person that was a Palladian? The information is that they are incarnating as a human being and they're no special than anybody else. And um, they have the same struggles and challenges as any other human being. And their, their, their job is to live the most enjoyable life and be the best version that they can be. And, and as doing so, they raise the frequency of Earth. Gotcha. Nice. So, so and you gotta understand, to Pleiadians, humans are aliens. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For to go over there, yes. Yeah. How do you see yourself going forward into the future? Where do you see yourself doing and, and what you're going to be doing? Well, you know, I try to, um, you know, I know everybody has a New Year's resolution and <laughs> I try not to limit myself with a New Year's resolution or any kind of resolution because I really don't know what um, better, you know, reality I can manifest for myself. So I try to keep myself open. So, and usually I'm pretty darn surprised with what's around the corners. I'm like, well, I never thought about that. So I don't want to limit myself. Uh -huh. um, yeah, but I do know there's a couple of themes that I work on. I want and I, I love. So I want to continue to publish books and write books of um, interest to me. And I am interested in a lot of things. And I, um, I work in uh, digital marketing and the IT profession, and I know I want to continue to create content and um, you know things out of the IT profession that kind of help people and that's fun. And so, yeah, I'm just open to what the universe has in store for me. So I'm kind of enjoying the ride. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do, if you're writing books, you know, you have to do more interviews about your books and book oh, yeah. and all that mm -hmm. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah, I like, like, I, I did a series on coloring books um, from vacations that my husband and I took. Um, uh -huh. And they are, they are real guides. But the fun way of doing that is, um, like, if you, if you get my Barbados vacation guide coloring book, you know, some kid could be coloring it, going, Mom, I want to go to the, the, the animal sanctuary. Go around the corner. It's right over there. It's like, what? Okay. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> huh. And then they can go, Mom, I want to go to ride a horse now. Go down the street. My book says this goes down the street. So they're recoloring, um, you know, the coloring book. And yeah, you go down the street. So you can have, your, you can have the whole Barbados excursion that my husband and I went on from the coloring books because they are really true to how it is and um i get people who who say i got your coloring book for this vacation and we had a great vacation and my six-year-old kid was the guide <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun it's that's, fun that's interesting that's pretty cool so you create this coloring book and then it's kind of like a map and different vacation yeah. spots yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so if I, I take a vacation, I'll, you know, whatever my inspiration, you know, leads me to, I typically will put it in a book. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, when, when the books are ready to be written, they will be written. I know. And then we, you'll disappear for a couple of months to write it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, would you be interested in coming back on? Uh, of course. Oh, yeah. Perfect, yeah. perfect. All right, unless there's anything else you would like to share, uh, we can wrap it up. 
So. Well, thank you so much for bringing me on your show, and it's, it's been a pleasure. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for everything. Mm -hmm. So, all right. To everybody, take care. To next time. <laughs>